What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday. I'm not your average Boston sports podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And you can follow our social pages on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter if you do so choose. Uh, this week, we got our, uh, our 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 soccer expert, soccer guy, back on the program, John Veneziano. We're talking some revs. And uh, John, what's going on, man? Yes, sir. It's almost that time of the year again. Yeah, hard to believe. It really is. I know. We're here uh, recording this about a week before the Revs uh, get going, and uh, they will get going with the uh, CONCACAF. Uh, is it is it Champions League? CONCACAF Champions League, basically? It's, it's, it's the same competition. They just rebranded it to Champions Cup. Okay. It's, it's literally the same deal. Yeah. All right. So that is where they will get started. And then they have MLS competition starting uh, next Saturday, 24th against DC United. So, um, you know, taking a look at their like roster before I started, it seems like there's not a whole lot of change, um, but obviously there's a huge change at the coaching position. Um, oh, absolutely. Curious about your thoughts about the the change and what kind of to expect from uh, Caleb Porter. Well, I, I actually I really like the direction that they've gone in with that. You know, bringing in Caleb Porter, very well known coach in the league. He's won MLS Cup with two different franchises in Portland and Columbus. Uh, very you know no nonsense kind of tough coach. Which mm-hmm. to be honest, I think is kind of what the Revs need. I mean, you see Bruce Arena kind of had that effect on them the first year he was there, and they had a lot of success kind of with that method. And I think, you know, it's something the players will respond well to. And a lot of players of Caleb Porter's in the past uh, really respect him as a coach as well. And hmm. I think that respect will go a long way, especially with a lot of the, the young additions to the Revs as well. It'll be a good example for a lot of them getting into the league. Um, but like I said, he's a very good coach. Um, proven winner and you know I'm excited to see you know how he shakes this team up a bit yeah yeah I think I was like really pleased that they were able to hire him I mean just considering the success that he's had with you know winning the cups with two different teams um, I think it's I mean probably the best possible like coach they could go to I kind of was a little concerned about you know, you go from Bruce Arena, who's won or had so much success everywhere. And it's like, mm-hmm. OK, how could they possibly get a coach that's going to be like as good, I guess? Yeah. Um, I think I'm also curious and I'm kind of curious to get your take on this. What kinds of things do you think he's going to do differently than Bruce Arena? Well, I think, you know, Bruce Arena is a very like he's been around the block a long time. And obviously to have the amount of success that he's had in the league, you have to be an adaptable coach uh, to different styles and open to different play styles. Um, But I think at times Bruce Arena could be a little um, tentative to deviate maybe from when they should make a change, you know, actually pulling the trigger and making that change. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of times where, you know, he would not make a sub until the 75th minute when you have a full bench uh, when you're chasing a game. Um, I understand, you know, personnel can be an issue with that sometimes, but 
Um, you know, sometimes you got to just shake things up. And I feel like Bruce sometimes like to keep things kind of the status quo. Um, Caleb Porter won't do that. You know, he's going to come in and he's going to, you know, make changes and he's not going to be shy about making those changes. And mm -hmm. if he feels like he needs to shake something up, he will shake something up. Yeah. Um, so that I'm excited to see, because I feel like a lot of times when you look at past Rebs coaches like Bruce Arena, like Jay Heaps, uh, like Brad Friedel, uh, a lot of them have been tentative to make changes when they've needed to and have kind of stuck to their guns. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a coach that's maybe not so gun shy on the, in that kind of aspect of the game would be a really nice addition. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, that's really interesting because I feel like I've also noticed that as well, that it's maybe, you know, not, not willing to maybe use as much of what's at your disposal. Um, in terms of, I feel like, I think about Bruce Arena, it kind of was like all about attacking and kind of throwing caution to the wind and not really worrying about defense. Is there going to be a change in terms of that? Or do you still think that they're going to be kind of a attack-centric type of team? Well, I think definitely, I think there's going to be a little bit more balance in the team for sure. Um, I think across the board, you know, I think the attack, like the players on attack had higher quality under Bruce Arena compared to the rest of the roster. I mm -hmm. think when you look at the way the roster is constructed now, it's pretty even across the board. Okay. Um, and so I think you're going to be forced to play a more balanced style, which I think will probably benefit the team. Okay. Um, one thing also about Bruce Arena, I, one of the things I, I do remember about him, great coach, you know, got us the, uh, the supporter shield and that record breaking season, which was awesome. Right. But I always remember in the CONCACAF Champions League when he parked the bus down in Mexico, uh, you know, we were up three goals to nothing. And he just said, you know, we're just going to play defense the whole game. And that was something that we'd seen a lot of times when the Revs were up by a lot of goals and it ended up backfiring. Um, and that's something that I don't think we'll see under Caleb Porter either. So mm -hmm. um, I think that, like I said, I think it's it's a good hire, and I think it shows that the ownership group is serious about improving this team going forward. I think that last part's really important because I feel like in the past, I don't know if the ownership has been like as serious about winning and like establishing like a culture here. And I think that's like exciting to hear that they were serious about you know hiring someone like Porter, and they were able to to get get that done. Yeah, like in, in past years, I think it would have been really easy just to promote from within, almost make your assistant manager the head coach. Right. Um, and last year, you know, we saw that that was kind of, it was kind of tough when um, Clint PA came in to try and manage the Revs. It was kind of a mess. And so now to go out and get an established name like that shows your roster that, hey, you know, I'm serious here and, you know, we're serious about winning. Mm -hmm. um, and we've kind of, we're kind of building that culture up through the academy. The Revs Academy is turning into one of the best in the league. Um, and we're bringing in pieces that make a lot of sense for the team. So, you know, I, I, like I said, the ownership group, they get a lot of hate sometimes, mm -hmm. but I think they're doing a commendable job this off season. Well, that's good. That's, I think, good to hear. Um, kind of going more into personnel. Um, I'm kind of curious about with the fact that like looking at the roster, I think really the only guy you can look at that's not here is Gustavo Bo. Right. Like the majority of the roster, it's like, you know, heel is is, is obviously going to be there. You know, Barrera will come back. He'll be healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Noel Buck, Chancelet, and 
Brioni and kind of guys that played last year, um, for them to like be at their best in terms of the attacking, what do you think that their like combination should be looking like most uh, most games? Well, you know, that that's actually a really interesting question because I think that's going to be a big question kind of midway through the season because, you know, right now Barrero is still recovering from his ACL injury. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he's not going to be in the starting 11, obviously, for the season opener and probably for like the first month or two. Okay. Um, I think getting Chancale, you know, we had him um, on loan last year and we exercised the option to buy him in the offseason. I think that was a great move. You know, he's definitely a starting quality player. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, that right wing, you know, Caleb Porter said the other day that as of right now, the starting right winger on this team is uh, Esmir Bayraktarovic, 18-year-old um, homegrown player. Um, mm -hmm. Just debuted for the U.S. in January. Looked fantastic as well in that game. Mm -hmm. um, that's a player I'm really interested to see this year because, you know, you watch him and you see that there's a big player in there. Um, and I think Rebs fans should be very, very excited about him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he'll stay with the team long, especially if he has the season that I expect him to have this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, he's another ex one of those exciting young players that I think is going to really help this team out. Um, yeah. And then at striker, you know, Vrioni is a designated player. Um, I don't think he's really lived up to expectations so far, to be honest. I think he's kind of underwhelmed for what we're paying him. Yeah, um, so. so this is kind of a last chance saloon for him. It's his third year. You know, he's got to he's got to produce this year. Right. Um, and, you know, you got a reliable backup, obviously, in Bobby Wood, who scored seven goals last year. Um, I don't know if he can replicate that this year. He is another year older. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's an attacking group that might take a little bit of time to gel. Mm -hmm. Obviously, without Bo there, uh, he was a big piece, especially with Carlos Hill's relationship with Bo. They had a lot of chemistry together. Mm -hmm. um, but I think once it comes together, you could see a really good front three. Well, I think, as you mentioned um, about Byrak Terovich, I'm excited to watch him this year and Noel Buck, obviously. Mm. Uh, two guys that I think really kind of, I think, represent the kind of next kind of era, uh, next like wave for the Revs. And, you know, I think obviously as talented as they are, they may not be with the Revs very long, but um excited to see what they can do this year. Yeah, for sure. Um so looking at kind of defense and in goal, I think this is the area where the Revs have kind of had most like change, I guess, with mm. uh, Ravas being the assuming or assume that he's the you know new number one, and then they brought in uh, Jonathan Mensa and Nick Lima um, mm -hmm. in the off season. Curious about what your thoughts about the new you know guys that are new to the team. Yeah, I mean, goalkeeper is obviously a situation they needed to address in the offseason. I think it was probably the most significant position. Um, you know, Jacob Jackson played a couple games towards the back end of last year, played the playoffs, and he was, um, you could tell he didn't have a lot of experience. I'll just put it to you that way. Um, but uh, it's clear they needed to go out and get a starting caliber keeper. You know, Ravas is 26. We're grabbing him from the Polish league. And the step up from probably Poland to MLS, it probably is a bit of a step up for mm -hmm. him um he's starting to break into slovakia's national team and um you know there might be a little bit of an adjustment period but the revs have done a great job in the goalkeeping department between matt turner and georgie petrovich i mean those are two elite level goalkeepers that you've produced 
So I, I'm excited to see what the goalkeeping staff can do with Bravas because if they can do what they did with Turner and Petrovic, who are both starting in the Premier League right now, mm. um, could be pretty exciting, to be honest. I don't I haven't watched a lot of Ravas' tape, um, but you know, if they're obviously bringing him in, they see something that they don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the additions of uh, Jonathan Mensa, obviously, I think that's an upgrade over Omar Gonzalez for sure for like a reserve defender. You yeah. know, Omar, Omar um, you know, he had some good moments last year, I thought, um, mm-hmm. but probably good to move him on. He's in Dallas now. You get Mensa, a player who's worked with Caleb Porter before. He's won MLS Cup before. He's won MLS Defender of the Year before. Um, you know, he's 33, but, you know, that's still a great experience player to bring in mm-hmm. um, to kind of settle that back line a little bit. You would think that Romney and Kessler will probably be the primary options at center back when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Mensa has a rotational piece and an option to shore it up at the end of the game. I don't see anything wrong with that either. Um, and then getting a guy like Nick Lima, you know, he's coming in from Austin, very reliable MLS piece. I would never, wouldn't say he's like a star, but he's like a, I would say he's a quality player. Um, San Jose, he was pretty good. Austin, he was all right. Um, obviously with Brandon Bai's injury, he's going to be starting at the beginning of the season. So, uh, he's a proven MLS starter. He does have a couple of appearances with the U S national team. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's just fine to bring in somebody of his quality, uh, for sure. So, I think they addressed exactly what they needed to. Okay. Um, you know, they also lost uh, McCown in the offseason. He went to Cyprus. Um, yeah. And they just promoted uh, a young center back from the academy, Santiago Suarez, who's um, an option to fill that as well. He's only 19. Um, yeah. Very good player. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I think the defense will be steady for the most part. The revs always tend to have a pretty solid group when it comes to the back line. Okay. Well, it's good to hear. I mean, I feel like it seems like there are times over the last couple of years where just having Turner and like Petrovic back there, it was like kind of just like they, the, the defense was fine, but the goaltending would bail them out a lot. Yeah, Absolutely. But, they're, you know, were unbelievably talented goal goaltenders. Yeah. I mean, the Revs have had probably some of the best goalkeeping talent in the league over the last five, six years. Um, and, you know, Kessler has been hurt for a lot of those seasons as well. And I mean, if you can get him fully healthy this year, that could be a real boost to the defense and maybe Ravas won't have to work as hard. There are a couple of guys on here that, I was curious to ask you about in terms of kind of what your were your thoughts about them and maybe how they fit in. Um, Ian Parks was the first name that I was looking at. Obviously, I think at, at one point last year he was hurt and mm-hmm. didn't play a lot, but I'm curious about what your thoughts about him are right now. He's an interesting player. I mean, we saw, saw him score twice against DC when we were at Foxborough. Yes, yes we did. Yeah, we did. Um, that was probably his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Parks, he's had like half a season with the Rose, I think. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. uh, he came over from Scotland, um, from Dundee United and, you know, he's a good player. He won player of the club, the club's player of the year while he was over there. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to necessarily be a starter, um, okay. but I do think he's a good option to come in off the bench, um, and maybe give you some late game excitement if, if that's, uh, if that's needed. Um, he can score goals, he can tackle, 
uh, I think he's a good alternative to have, especially now with Tommy getting older. Yeah. Um, the better he's maybe a better option at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, obviously, Polster is going to be starting still. K is going to be starting still. You imagine Buck's going to be starting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be kind of hard to crack that rotation. Um, there's one guy that I kind of was convinced he was not going to come back, but then they re-signed him, um, Ima Boateng. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him? Because I feel like, you know, you mentioned all those guys that likely start, but do you think that there's like a consistent bench role for someone like him? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, they they obviously rate him. They like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought him back under, you know, an interim manager, Bruce Arena, and a new manager. Right. So obviously they see something that uh, he can bring to the team. Mm-hmm. And he's always been good as a sub coming off the bench. Um, if you need kind of a spark late in the game, have some fresh legs get on the field. Uh, he's a good option to have at winger. Uh, he's small, he's shifty, uh, and he can deliver a pretty good final ball. So um, he is 30. So there is that to consider. Uh, and there are quite a bit of uh, younger attacking players on this team now. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think uh, he still has a role probably with all the, with the League's Cups games, with the U.S. Open Cup games, with all the things that are going to be congested in the schedule. You're going to need him at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's funny. That's a really interesting point because, you know, it's not just MLS competition the Revs are going to be doing. You know, obviously they're starting the season with the CONCACAF Champions Cup. They'll have U.S. Open Cup and then they'll have the uh, – what's the – the in in the summer they did oh, it for the first time last year leagues cup leagues cup yeah so yeah have that yeah, as well that's four different competitions you're gonna have to plan for so that's a lot to handle and it's probably why the Rebs have you know a lot of MLS teams kind of had broad rosters this year um, right. you're gonna need that to address those scenarios because just the volume of games you're gonna be playing yeah and that was interesting when I looked at the roster I felt like there's so many guys here like how are they possibly gonna find space for all these guys but then obviously that makes sense when you think mm-hmm. about all the different things that they're going to be doing yeah uh, and and you'll probably see some of the young guys shuffle between the first team and next pro this year as well i mean mm-hmm. during mls you know obviously not all these guys are going to make a game day roster so right. some of these guys are going to have to you know play at a little bit of a lower level but they'll all get their chance at some point this year mm-hmm. um thinking about this team in the context of the eastern conference do you think that they're going to be like a top tier, like playoff team this year? And like, where would you expect that they are in terms of the standings in the East? I would say probably if I'm being honest, I would say they're probably a fringe playoff team. Oh, um, okay. Um, if I'm looking at the roster and I'm comparing it to other teams, you know, obviously inner Miami's loaded up. Um, you, you got to expect that they're going to be good with all the money that they've spent. I don't know how they're under the cap, but they somehow managed it. Um, and you know, you've got teams like Orlando have brought in quite a bit of talent. Uh, Philadelphia is always going to be good. Um, you know, you've got, I still think they'll be better than teams like obviously like Toronto and DC and things like that. Um, but you know, Nashville is always good. Uh, you've got a good amount of teams and a good amount of competition, Atlanta as well. Um, I just I don't think they have the top level talent on this team to compete for like a top five spot in the Eastern Conference. Okay. I think they would need to get another designated player if that were the case um, to just being realistic. Okay. 
Um, but they should. I, I think they should get in the playoffs for sure. Um, like I, I, I would not be concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And I could be totally off about that because the beginning of the season predictions are always like, who really knows? But yeah, that's, that's just on paper. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because yeah, I feel like definitely with um, losing Bo, I think definitely you lose a like really good, really talented player and. You know, they'll obviously need to find a way to pick up his uh, production. Right. You know, he he brings a lot of goals to the team. And I mean, I do think it was the right time to move on from him, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, But you just don't know who's going to step up and who's going to, you know, who's going to get injured, who's going to be available. You know, what's the coach see? How is everybody going to click going forward? Um. But yeah, I would say, yeah, on paper, I think they're a fringe playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned the, uh, you mentioned Miami and obviously they got, they got messy. They got all the money and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll be going to the uh, Revs Miami game in, in April, correct? I will. Yep. We, I got tickets. So it's going to be, somehow. yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet to be honest. Gillette's going to be, a, I don't think they're, ever probably been a game at Gillette for a soccer game that probably be that packed uh, yeah that's gonna be crazy Um, Um, but yeah it's gonna be so exciting to see that just in person it's almost kind of like a bucket list item yeah Um, and yeah like I said I don't know how Miami's under the cap I'm looking at their roster and it's just ridiculous like how is that even possible but um, you know they're obviously I would say they're probably the team to beat this year uh, it, it it's hard to bet against all the talent that they have on right. that. So, um, mm-hmm. who knows though? MLS is crazy league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I definitely that will be a game to mark on your calendar uh, for. I mean, I, I I don't know. You'd be able to get tickets at this point, but you know that'll definitely. I believe be- they're sold out at this point already. Yeah, that would uh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So everybody's gobbling those up. So yeah, Revs start uh, the CONCACAF Champions Cup play next week on Wednesday. It's the first leg. And then the second leg is uh, Thursday, the following week. Um, And then they got their home opener March 3rd against Toronto. Um, And then, yeah, that game against Messi on uh, April 27th. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, any other other Revs thoughts that the – you can think of actually was going to ask you something else a little bit non-refs related okay um yeah i i think i i'm very interested in just how this roster is going to play out this year i Mm -hmm. i looking at it on paper it's just like like you said there's so many guys this year and it's it's really tough to say you know who's going to have what role i mean obviously i really appreciated that they signed dewan jones to a contract extension you know there are a lot of rumors of him potentially going to europe but they managed to keep him in house and that's a big get for the team um and yeah i mean it's weird it's we're kind of seeing kind of a transition in kind of the revs philosophy i feel um Mm -hmm. you know it was primarily a team that used to build through the draft and as the draft has gotten less and less relevant um you know they've kind of built up their academy which used to be one of the worst in the league uh, and now it is one of, I would say, one of the top five academies in the league. Um, you know, you've got guys like Peyton Miller, Tiago Suarez, 
Um, mm-hmm. Noel Buck, uh, Paniyodu, Bayraktarovic, who are all making their way into the team right now. And, you know, that should be really exciting for um, people that are looking towards who's going to be the next person in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that be, yeah. That will be exciting. Um, so uh, staying kind of with the Gillette Stadium thing, uh, obviously it was announced a couple of weeks ago that uh, Gillette will host uh, quite a few games in the 2026 World Cup. Yeah. It was pretty exciting, you know, the group games and then a couple of knockout games. It's a uh, pretty exciting stuff. I know. I'm actually quite surprised Gillette got like knockout games for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just going to be group stage, but they managed to get knockouts as well. So it was really awesome. Um, yeah, the U.S. play all their games on the West Coast. So that's going to be tough for the East Coasters. Yeah. Um, but um, it'd be cool to like catch a game, like a World Cup game, even if it was just against for oh, two yeah. countries that like really you don't care about, but just yeah. for the experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be pretty cool. But yeah, it's crazy to think about that. Yeah, there'll be big time international teams playing at Gillette Stadium in the World Coming Cup. Coming to Foxborough. Going to Foxborough, yes, exactly. <laughs> Not Boston. Uh, Boston, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just crazy to think about. And also like the 48 teams, curious how that how that works. Yeah, I'm actually very interested about that. That's never been done before. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. I mean, it's probably going to be the most viewed World Cup in history. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's going to be a party. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, John, as always, great talking to you and great uh, getting a chat about the revs and you know i'm i'm looking forward to another season yeah me too uh, hopefully they can uh maybe surprise a lot of people this year yes yes i hope so maybe we'll uh maybe we'll get out to another game this year oh th- definitely we're getting out to another game this definitely. year. Yeah. <laughs> all right